Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is how does the home office deduction work? And for whatever reason, there's a lot of confusion among business owners around the home office. From what I understand is that accountants oftentimes tell business owners that the home office deduction is an IRS red flag and to avoid it. So what we're going to do today is just set the record straight and explain what the home office deduction is and how to claim it in your business. So first things first, the home office deduction is not a red flag as long as you're doing it properly. And actually, the home office deduction is something that the majority of business owners should be taking advantage of. So let's get started. What qualifies as a home office? And there's really two main requirements for your home to qualify for the home office deduction. And they are, one, used exclusively for business and on a regular basis. And two, it's a principal place of business. So let's break those down a little further. Number one, exclusively for business and on a regular basis basis. Exclusively for business simply means that there is not personal use of the space. You cannot consider your living room that you also watch TV and play with your kids in as your home office, but you could use a portion of a room as long as you can provide support to prove that that portion or section of that room is only used for business and never personal. And this oftentimes comes in play if you have like a studio apartment type setup. You might have one big room and you take a little corner that you do with your business that's exclusive to business. They do allow this exception. One thing to note is that if you have de minimis, which is basically means like very minimal personal use, it would still qualify as 100% business use. And think of something like, you know, where you might have an office in a closet or something like that. In order to get to the laundry room, you have to walk through that closet So all you're doing is walking through that space and that's your personal use. They would still allow something like that. But again, it has to be exclusive for business, which basically just means that there's no personal use of that specific space. The second piece of that is regular basis. It's used on a regular basis. And this simply just means that you use the space regularly. You know, if you walk into this home office space once a quarter, it simply just will not qualify. So you need to use the home office exclusively for business and on a regular basis. And once you've reached that test, the next one is that it has to be a principal place of business. And if you meet with clients or customers or patients or things like that, of course, you're going to meet this test. But this test used to actually be harder to meet if you had a separate physical office that you maybe did some of those things. But after some tax cases, it's become easier to meet this due to this idea of an administrative or management office. So basically, your home would qualify as a principal place of business if it's used for administrative or management duties and there is no other fixed location where substantial administrative or management activities are concluded. Let's go through an example. Let's say you're a veterinarian. You may do all of your normal work at your doctor's office, but if you come home and answer emails and complete your bookkeeping and things like that, then it qualifies for administrative activities. So if you do administrative activities or management activities at another location, you would still qualify as this being a home office for those purposes as long as it's not substantial at that other location. So if you look at these requirements, you'll kind of understand that 
this should essentially open up the door to qualify for a home office for, for nearly every business owner. You need to have a space in your home that you use exclusively and regularly for business, and you have to use it for administrative or management activities more than any other space. So again, that part should be fairly easy to meet for a lot of people. Again, before there was some of these case laws that came through, you had to really kind of have it be your main office, but then case law allowed it to do this administrative or management type office, which really opened up the door for a lot more people. So that's easy. Now that we know what it takes to qualify, let's dig a little deeper. How do you calculate the home office deduction? And there's two main ways to calculate the home office deduction. The first one is what we call the simplified option, and that's just $5 per square foot of qualifying office space. And with this, there's a maximum of 300 square feet. So this method allows you to still claim property taxes and mortgage interest on your personal return if you qualify for that. And if you sell your house with this method, you don't need to recapture any depreciation or anything like that that you may have taken. So they call this the simplified option. $5 per square foot of qualifying office space with a maximum of 300 square feet. The second option is called the actual method. And first, you need to find your business use percentage, or BUP, which many people call it. And this is simply just home office square footage divided by total home square footage. And you know when you're using the, the total home square footage, you can exclude common areas like hallways and things like that to help boost that business use percentage. So you take your home office square footage divided by your total square footage. That's your business use percentage. Let's say your home office was 200 square feet and your total home was 1,000 square feet, your business use percentage would be 20%. Once you have your business use percentage, you multiply it by all of the expenses associated with that home. So think of things like mortgage interest, property taxes, rent, home insurance, utilities, uh, homeowners association, condo dues, uh, repairs and maintenance, depreciation, garbage pickups, security fees, lawn care, it, we could go on for days, but basically you're going to take all these costs to maintain and cost for your, your home or the place that you have your home office in, and you're going to multiply all of those by your business use percentage. Now, one thing to know on this is that if you take itemized deductions, this is going to pull from those, and if you sell your house down the road, you will need to recapture any depreciation that you may have took. So let's say you're, you take mortgage interest on your tax return as an itemized deduction. Well, if you have 20% business use percentage, you're not going to be able to take the full mortgage interest, the 100%, because you have to reduce it. You'd only be able to take 80% because you'd have to reduce it by the amount that you to, that you claimed as a home office. Let's kind of go through a, an example of, of all this to help us understand a little bit about, put some numbers to paper. Let's say that your office square footage was 250 square feet. Let's say your total home square footage was 2,000 square feet. And then let's assume that your total expenses, mortgage, interest, rent, all those types of items was $31,800 for the year. So the simplified option, we just take our office square footage times $5 per square foot. And so our office square footage was 250, which is under the 300 square feet maximum. So we take 250 times five, and that's going to give us a home office deduction of 1,250. Now let's use the actual method. Now with this method, we need to determine what is your business use percentage. So we're going to take your home office of 250 square feet divided by your total home square footage of 2,000, and you're going to get a business use percentage of 
then we take that business use percentage and multiply it by the total costs that you have for that home. Again, these are things like the mortgage interest, property taxes, rent, depreciation, garbage pickup, those types of things. And so in this example, we calculated that to be 31800 So we take the 12.5% times 31800 and we get a home office deduction of 3975 So as you can kind of see in this example, the actual method provided a much better home office deduction, but this will not necessarily always be the case. You want to run the numbers. but And you know one thing to also note is that with the actual method, there's more record keeping because you need to keep track of all those various costs that we talked about. It will also potentially reduce some of your itemized deductions that we kind of talked about with mortgage interest and property taxes and things like that. And you may also be subject to depreciation recapture down the road if you took depreciation as part of that home office cost. So simply put, do the calculation and do it kind of an estimate and decide which route works for you. You know, if they're fairly close, you might just go the easy route. If it's a big difference, then it's probably worth putting in a little bit of extra time. So now that we know what qualifies as a home office and how to calculate it, let's take it even a step further. Where do you claim the home office deduction? And claiming the deduction will just depend on how your business is set up. If you're set up as a sole proprietorship, or a single member LLC, you're going to use form 8829 on your personal tax return if you're using the actual method. If you're using the simplified option, you're going to just you know enter that directly on page one of your Schedule C. Now, here's where things get a little tricky. If you're an S corporation, you're going to use an accountable plan to reimburse yourself as the owner for the use of the office. This is going to be an expense to the business and not taxable to you as long as you are utilizing this accountable plan. And in the show notes, we have a link to a blog post that we did uh, last year on the accountable plan. So click the link in the show notes. In there, you're going to have a link to an episode we did on the accountable plan. And accountable plan is basically just a fancy word for reimbursement, a way to reimburse yourself from the business for items that you paid for personally that have some business use. So again, if you're a sole proprietorship or single member LLC, you're just going to use form 8829 on your personal return if you're using the actual method. If you're using the simplified method, you're just going to put that directly on page one of your Schedule C. If you're set up as an S corporation, which many of our listeners are, you're going to use an accountable plan to reimburse yourself as the owner for the use of that office. So just want to go through some final thoughts on this. Final thoughts on how the home office deduction works. You know, hopefully this has helped clear some confusion around home offices and and just helped you understand why you should be taking advantage of it. A home office is not an audit risk as long as you're doing it right. Just don't get greedy and make sure you document the necessary items to support your deduction. Document how you're calculating the square footage. Document all the costs associated with with determining what those costs are if you're using the actual method. So don't be afraid of the home office. Just don't don't say that 80% of your home is a home office when that might not make sense. Of course, if 80% is true and you have support to back it up, don't be afraid to take it. But for most cases, that's probably not the scenario. You know, to help prove your deduction, keep a log and take photos to record the business use of that home office in your home. You can create an office in your home as an administrative office that we kind of talked about. You can still have an office outside of your home that you do business activities in other than administrative duties. And by having a home office, even if you have another office where you serve clients, you take patients, whatever it might be, 
you can still have a home office if you do administrative duties at that office. And this is true even if you spend more hours at your other office, as long as your home office is where you do that administrative work. You know, and one bonus that we're going to talk about is claiming a home office deduction enhances the potential automobile expenses that you can take. Because typically, when you have a home office or when you have a home and you go to another office, that's considered a commute. When you go from home to your office, that's considered a commute and that is non-deductible mileage. But now when you have a home office, your commute really turned in from going from your bed to your home office. And when you go from one office to another office or you go from your home office to somewhere else, now those are deductible business mileage. So even though with a home office, you might say, well, you know, for $1,200 or whatever your calculation comes out to you, like it might not make sense. I would argue that it doesn't take much time to take the home office. So that makes sense in itself. But what we can combo on top of this strategy is we can take just the home office deduction, but now it increases the amount of business mileage that we can take as well. So we're taking two different strategies and combining them to just increase that amount. So again, just kind of wanted to do a summary of everything. What qualifies as a home office? Two things need to be met. You need to have that you need to use that home office exclusively for business and on a regular basis and it has to be a principal place of business. Exclusively for business means that that space just can't be used personally and you just use it on a regular basis. Meaning if you go there into that home office once a year or once a quarter, probably is not going to qualify. So you just use it on a regular basis. And then it also has to be a principal place of business. And if you service clients or customers or patients at your home office, of course, that's met. But if you have another place where you service your clients, you can use, you can qualify your home office as a principal place of business if it is used for administrative or management duties. And there's no other location that does substantial administrative or management activities. For most people, especially after COVID hit and all those other things, most people would qualify as a home office. Now, how do you calculate it? There's two options. Simplified option, which is just $5 per square foot of qualifying office space with a maximum of 300 square feet, or the actual method. And this is where you take the business use percentage, home office square footage divided by total square footage, and you multiply that by all the costs that you have associated with the home office. Mortgage interest, property taxes, rent, insurance, utilities, things like that. Even repairs and maintenance, cleaning fees, lawn care, all those items. So those are the two options that you have when you're determining which method you want to take the home office deduction in. Now, if you're set up as a sole proprietorship or a single member LLC, if you're using the actual method, you're going to use form 8829 to calculate that and report that on your tax return. If you're using the simplified option, you're just going to enter those items on page one of your schedule C. If you're set up as an S corporation, this changes things a little bit. You need to use an accountable plan. Again, accountable plan is just a fancy word for reimbursement but you're going to reimburse yourself for that home office use. So if you're set up as an S corporation, you're going to use an accountable plan, which is where the business is going to reimburse you as the owner for the home office use. Business deduction, not taxable to you as the owner of the company, assuming you have an accountable plan in place. So again, hopefully that helped clear things up and, and helped you understand that the home office is not an audit risk, as long as we're doing it correctly. We have the documentation to support that home office, We're not getting too greedy. We're doing it correctly. And in actuality, the home office can also increase the amount of business mileage that you have in your business. So again, 
Hopefully this was helpful. We're getting closer to the end of the year. I want to make sure that we're covering things that you can make sure that you implement before 1231 hits. So if you haven't been taking advantage of the home office, start to do some of that legwork now. As always, we have more information on the home office deduction as well as some downloads and some implementation guides and videos and templates and all sorts of other library and other tax strategies within our tax minimization program. So if you're not a member yet, check that out. Again, we have a library of tax strategies, downloads, all sorts of things to help you ensure you're paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. One of my favorite bonuses that we have as part of our tax minimization program is our Ask a Pro feature. And this gives you unlimited email access to our team to ask those general tax and accounting questions. So it's almost like having an accountant in your back pocket. Can I deduct this? Can I deduct that? We're here for you to help guide you through this journey. And another great bonus we have is we do monthly group trains where we deep dive into a specific tax strategy every month where you have one-on-one access to us and to our vendors to ask these types of questions that you have. So hopefully that was helpful. I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great rest of your week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.